0: Welcome to the Scale Model Podcast. In this podcast, we aim to entertain, inform, and promote the hobby of scale model kit building with interviews, reviews, and news about the hobby. The podcast is available bi-weekly where your favorite podcasts are found, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also get it from our website at scalemodelpodcast.com, where you can find show notes, photo gallery, and so much more. You can also subscribe to get notifications on all our updates, new episodes, and video content. Please support the Scale Model Podcast on Patreon. Patreon supporters enjoy early access to content and exclusive contests. Your Patreon support helps us to offset hosting and other costs to bring the podcast to you. Welcome to episode 125 of the Scale Model Podcast, sponsored by Cult TV Man, Sean's Custom Model Tools, and Return to Kit Form. I'm your host, Stuart Clark, and we have a smaller than usual. A show smaller than usual cast. Perfect thing for Labor Day when we're recording this. So it's just just two of us tonight. And apparently I, I'm I'm going to be the guy on the left, the socialist communist. And the gun-toting redneck on the right is Mr. Jeff Hyland from the North Shore of Lake Erie. How are you, sir?
1: Oh, I'm so excited to be a gun-toting redneck. That's the first time in my life anyone's ever put me in that category. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's
0: the first time in life I've ever been called a communist. So, you know, there you <laughs> oh, go. Oh, come on. Oh, come there on. There you go. All right. So that might be the theme for the night. No, we're, we're going to be uh, usual. Terry's on his way back from Cincinnati. Anthony's got kids starting school. So, you know, and then also a brief bit of uh, show housekeeping. We will be skipping next week's episode uh, because of the upcoming local model expo. When three out of the four hosts are helping out at the show, which is on the Saturday, we're going to need a couple of days to recover because we're getting old. Which is a great segue to the first topic we wanted to first talk about. First topic. So we're gonna talk about our show coming up, namely the Southwestern Ontario Scale Model Expo. You can find the website actually at London Yes, I was too lazy to, to to buy another domain when we changed the name a while back, but the searches all work. Oh, so you know, continuity is a good thing too. Exactly. Even though this
1: continuity is going back like five years, I think. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, and no one's ever commented on it, so that's good. So, yes, hosted by IPMS London, where uh, Jeff is the secretary and I'm the um, member without portfolio. In other words, I'm the guys that carry the bags. I'm the. Yeah, bag well, you're, man. the pat- you're the past
1: president and tech support. That's and tech
0: support and carry the bags and yeah. carry the bodies and all that stuff. good stuff. Okay, Saturday, September the 23rd, that's in like 19 days of the day of this recording at Fanshawe College in beautiful London, Ontario, Canada. It's in the gym, which is room C1052 towards the west side of the campus. We do have a full flyer and maps and all sorts of things. This is the first one we've had in what, four years?
1: Five, I think. Five,
0: yeah, because we normally do every two years we do every two years cuz we used to try to offset it with Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, we, we
1: weren't able to do it this year cuz all of us wanted to come out of covid and have a show.
0: Yeah. So they're doing theirs in it. a couple of weeks. We'll mention yeah. them as well. Yeah. Um so yeah, so basically all sorts of wonderful things we've got. General admission 5 bucks. Uh contest entry, $5 per model up to a maximum of 25. Uh the maximum space you're allowed to occupy is half a table, which is about Uh, Three feet by two feet for half a table, Um, 12 and under you get in free. And this is always an amazing show. We open up at nine nine thirty. We go to about three thirty. We have a full on contest. IPMS Canada modified IPMS Canada judging rules. And let us no touchy, no touchy the models. No touchy the models. <laughs> Don't not to worry about that. We already had that in place. Yeah. But uh, this is absolutely amazing. We have an t- absolute ton of vendor tables. A lot of vendors. Some old friends are coming in. You can always find a good deal. Always some amazing stuff. Uh the scale model podcast, we will be there in some form. Uh, we're probably gonna be too busy running around, but I'm g- gonna try and get a few interviews in. But I will yeah, that st- makes sense. Yeah, I'll have well, stickers
1: in that there. We'll be there. One shout-out I want to give though is for the first time, at least this first time as I that I'm aware of, we're having a make and take table for kids. Yes. And it's sponsored by one of our local, one of our great local Gundam slash sci-fi slash fantasy. Uh, hobby shops neo tokyo so, mm-hmm. so uh you know kudos to them it's, it's great support for the begin for the next generation of the hobby and yep. uh, really looking forward to that table thank you a a very
0: and a very very dangerous store when we go shopping i've, yeah. I've gotten i've been quite bad this year there because they finally were able to order order some more macross valkyries so Yes, yeah, well, you, and people.
1: you actually forgot how many Valkyries you. I ordered. know they
0: had one last one. Uh, Katie from the store left me a voicemail. I went, "Oh, I got another one." Okay, I'm not <laughs> going to argue. For all I know, they just did that. Peter, Peter probably just ordered it for me. I'm sure he did. I'm sure yeah, he did. Probably, uh, yeah. but. Nope. Great, great store as well. Uh, they're carrying quite a, quite a few of the aqueous colors now and all sorts of wonderful God hand things. So when you're in town, yeah. there will have tables there too, two tables in addition to the make and take. So, yeah, so be lots of sales,
1: lots of things to buy.
0: Yep. So there'll be stuff there. We're going to be updating. We have Facebook. We have, you know, I'm going to try and shoot some video, but there'll be a lot of pictures. We're expecting a great turnout. We increased the number of contest tables from 72 to 80. And what did we say for vendor table 60 or something? Some huge number. The vendor tables are up to 78, 78. There you go. See, and you know, not many left. So I think there's only a few. So if you want to, you get, you you better get in there. So
1: I think there's, there's, Three tables left? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, maybe max.
0: There yeah. you go. So, londonscalemodelshow.ca. And don't to be put see- off
1: by the fact that it's being held in a gym. I mean, it's not like the Nats in the U.S. where everybody got underarm deodorant in their package, their welcome package. Yeah. This is a gym because it's huge. It's, it's big. a huge it's big.
0: space. We're doing some di- some things different. So one of the things we are doing this year is we're allowing we're leaving the we're leaving the contest area open for judging. We're going to try that as an experiment this year. Um, so you know, always the usual thing. Have some uh, courtesy for the judges, no bothering them. Um, you know, yeah, and our...
1: we've learned a few things from NAPS as well yes, in the US. Yes, so both of keeping the tables a bit farther apart, we weren't able to get the table risers that we would have Unfortunately, liked. Unfortunately, yeah, so this we, year we, we were late on that, but uh, maybe next time. Maybe next yep. time we'll get to them. Yep,
0: yeah, I'm sure. I'm 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 sure we will. So that'll be, that that'll be fun as well. So yeah, no, and like I said, it'll be uh, it'll be good. I, I I should have you know my wife and the club president's wife will be at the front door. Um, oh. So you guys better behave yourselves. I'm just saying. I, you know, your wife would have joined us, but she's got babysitting duty. She's going to so, take care
1: of the kids so that I can come.
0: I know. You know what? It's it's probably safer for all of us because if all three of them get together and meet, we're, we we are doomed.
1: Yeah, this is the same weekend we've been kicked out of our house because it's being a venue for a wedding. So know, you know, so. second one, of, uh, final one for the season.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it 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 was, you know, it was it it was good, and I keep saying we got to figure out some tax write offs somehow. Yeah, it
1: was nice to have. It was. uh, I should mention too that you and Alicia did drop down uh, because a new wool shop, a new yarn shop, has opened up very close to us. Yes. Thank you.
0: Thank you for thank your wife for mentioning that to my wife because she dropped quite a bit. Yes, she did. She had a lot of fun. Good stuff. Yeah, and we had a ball. You have a beautiful house. I got to see. I got to see the cliff edge where you know it's like you know it's like the Canadian version of going going to the train station. Yes, yeah.
1: you gotta go. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. No, it was nice to have you guys down, and uh, and uh, so you keep going on about the 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 uh, compound by the lake. Well, now you've been here.
0: Now we've been here. I saw where all the magic happens in the hobby room and the stash, and you know, although he was watching me like 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 a hawk, I oh, wasn't yeah. able to smuggle anything out. Sadly, but that's all right. That's I can right. see
1: the, the sweat breaking out of, uh, on on your upper lip there.
0: I know, I know. There's some nice things here. I'm just saying, yeah, exactly. But no, it was a good time. So we, yeah. we 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 enjoyed that. You and Lynn have a beautiful house, and I see why everyone wants to have their wedding list there.
1: Yeah, it's a sad thing. Uh, but anyway, no, neither here nor there, but it was nice to have you guys down. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, so good. anyway,
1: everybody come to the Southwestern Ontario Scale Model Expo in London, Ontario, Fanshawe College. Free parking. Mm-hmm. And uh it's uh it it it's gonna be a it's gonna be a blast. I really look kind of looking forward to it. A little bit yep. panicky as we get Yeah, closer.
0: as the usual, but on on the day we'll be fine. We find uh our club members are great for volunteering and stuff like that. And uh now it's always a good day, tiring day, but it it'll be a good day. So all right, yep. check check yep. that out. Okay, also in our area, the week before that, so next week uh out of windsor a group out of windsor the canadian aviation museum uh this is their scale model club they're doing their eighth annual uh model contest and show on saturday the 16th of september they start at 10 uh they close at three they're doing a lot of cool stuff now that's the museum down there they are actually refurbishing a lancaster and i believe it's going to be taxi only they're not going to put it back to flying but it's going to be able to be taxied up and down the runway eventually. So I've been kind of following the construction of that. It's a smaller show, but they always they always have a really good time. Similar entry fees, 5 buck general admission. They are going to have a burger bar in there for lunch. So if you want lunch and you're a, a museum member it's 10 bucks and if you're not a member it's 12 bucks all in and then uh, $5 model entry fee and they are going to do a display table this year. So you can rent it. You can rent a display table for 10 bucks and put your stuff on your group and the sales tables were going for 20 this year. So, yeah. like I said, smaller, s- smaller facility, but very nice show. I've got to make it down there some sometime. Just the timings never worked for me. Um, it's yeah. about two hours away, about an hour and a 15 minutes for you, Jeff. Um yeah. Yep. So nope, definitely, uh definitely check check them out or or you know at some point check out the museum. They've got a link Lanc- they've got a Lancaster FM two twelve, they've got a Mosquito, Chipmunk Stearman, T thirty three, a Harvard, and a Fairchild 24R Argus, which is a, a very nice. It's, it's very a nice yeah, it is, exactly. Yeah. You know. It's
1: also a great venue for a show like this. Now granted it's only planes, but the good thing about this show is they have pretty much every category they've got sci-fi they've got yeah. armor jet aircraft they got everything you know so it's worth it ships so worth going to no matter what your interest is yeah
0: exactly easy drive across the border for our friends mm-hmm. in michigan and ohio etc okay um also our good friends the modeling news they've been trying to get out to a lot of the big shows or they send people so this one they went out to was the 26th model show of the plastic modeling group in Campinas, brazil uh so this happened on the 19th and 20th and again uh they say our man edson elvis had donated some of his photos so we can see some of his photos and looks like a fabulous venue they had for it. lots of light good lineup to get in and out looks like they also combined a car show um but beautiful stuff as always figures yeah. and cars especially some of the cars that that red corvette that with the hood open the big one with that candy apple red is just gorgeous um, I just,
1: did. I love watching, looking at the pictures from shows that are not yeah. in North America. You know, exactly. you can, you get a, It's interesting to see what's similar and what's different, mm. and I really, enjoy, really enjoy that.
0: A lot of vehicles at this one, Yeah, Again, a lot of everything. A lot of aircraft. Uh, you know, airliners seem to be popular. <laughs> Look at
1: that! Oh, yeah, well, anyway, I can spot there's 204 pictures here, so we're yeah. not going to go so through all the of them. So definitely
0: have a look when you get a chance. Some great ideas here for inspiration. So defi- definitely check, check, check that out. And uh, thank you for the modeling news for th- for throwing that up. Okay, yep. this is the part that may take a while or maybe very, very quick. Um, part 38 of the IPMS soap opera as the IPMS USA turns. Is that yeah. what we're going to call it? Sure, um, why not? We mentioned a little bit of this last week, um, how the National Committee or the E-Board after the great photo, what do you call it? The great photo incident? <laughs> uh, sure, why not? Great you model know? handling incident, you know, the usual Everybody... stuff. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, the E-Board made a decision to say no one's going to be touching kits anymore. Picking it up, or 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 all this. Now, a lot of the similar, you know, complaints have happened before. Well, our good friend Dukes at Dukes Models uh, posted a very complete blog post because there was some stuff going on behind the scenes, and some people were knowing about it, etc. So he's kind of given a good background, um, you know. But then uh, they've basically. Uh, you know, so basically, yeah. So the e-, e committee said, the e board said, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to do this. So, and as Doug says, and it's rare in this age of shamelessness, there was a solid PR response to a growing outcry from IPMS mem- members. But then today, a few different people sent me pretty explosive emails, and he's put the all emails in. And mm-hmm. basically, because of this, some of the head judges on the ncc the national contest committee have basically rage quit that's what i'm going to describe it and they've also done some pretty you know i don't know if it's you know slanderous but it's some pretty nasty comments to some people who are both on the eboard and podcasters and stuff like that um and duke does a very good job of kind of digesting the whole thing and giving his opinion and he says that mm-hmm. it's his opinion but Yeah, there is just, uh, you know, and then the Armour head judge, he rage quit. But then apparently I went back because I remember seeing the name. I went back to the IPMS USA spring meeting and this same person was going to resign anyway, retire after Nats this year. So basically, it looks like some people didn't like on the NCC, didn't like being told, told to, even though the e-board has every right to. But when you have comments like um, from the armor, armor judge, and this is a quote, "Well, I'm appalled to what occurred in Texas, ultimately happened on my watch. I should have never let Mr. Benani unattended, but I would never have thought he would stoop so low. So apparently he was in the group that where someone took a picture of the tank in the air, you know, and ag- again, it's the classic let's deflect by by trying to point out who did something, you know, who did this. It reminds me of the old meme where you've got uh, you've got the rich guy and he has, you know, and there's basically the rich guy and the, and the average Joe. And there's 20 cookies on the table and the rich guy takes takes 19 cookies. And then he says, look, look at this immigrant coming. He's out to take your cookie. <laughs> you know, it it's yeah, it's really you know, and then this guy ending up, I've said over and over, the AMP support has been trying for years to take over the judging to their like, like liking. And, you know, just, yeah, just an absolute mess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, but the e-board, I think, you know, and again, this is my own opinion. The e-board, since we had the issue with I, the IPMS president, Dave Lockhart, doing that rather disastrous editorial, They responded quite well with it. And I think the e-board's realizing there needs to be change or there is change coming. And the e-board's doing what they can do. They are, they decide committees. They are the e-board. People Mm -hmm. elect them. Um, You know, so I think this is a case of some people realizing the writings on the wall and there were some other accusations, which I'm not really going to get into here over the years. And it seems to be over and over again. And I think the NCC for a long time, it was the same group of people and they thought they were above whatever the committee says or anything else. That's my opinion.
1: Yeah. I, I don't have the history that, uh, that you do with, with some of the things that go on. And I find, I, I hate to ascribe I, in, you know, inappropriate motives to anybody. And so in this case, I think like, for example, a lot of the, the email content was a bit defensive, understandably. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they're being an attack, they're being attacked from all kinds of angles. Uh, in some cases, there's a valid- validity to it. The whole question though, about whether you should shoot the messenger, in other words, shoot the person who took the picture or shoot the person who was in the picture to me Picture says a thousand words in this case. And clearly, you know, this individual was doing something that the judges were told not to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Apparently, he didn't hear that. Uh, Sure, that's fine. Uh, But it still shouldn't have done it. And frankly, uh, I I would never pick up another person's model without their consent. And if they're not around, then you don't pick up the model.
0: There is. Exactly. And there was also quite a few broken models because of judging a lot of pictures. I think the count was up to 17 or 18. Wow. In the end, yeah, because they would have little post it notes on, or some didn't at all. At least some post it notes apologize. But yeah, right. exactly. Um, so, well, the bottom line on all of this is, uh, and we had a bit
1: of this discussion before we turned on the record button, yeah. uh, just to sort of see how incendiary we felt like getting. Um, but that there's, like, as I was saying earlier, um, I picked up a bunch of magazines. We can get into that later when we talk about what mm-hmm. we would do. But, uh, those magazines go back to the 1950s, some of them,
0: Mm -hmm. and,
1: uh, a lot of them, the modeling ones really blew up and took off in the mid sixties. And I was, I've been reading, you know, letters to the editor in some of these 1965, 66 (laughs) vintage magazines, they're all complaining about the IPMS in the same, basically the same kind of way. It's sort of like, okay, well, who makes the rules and who who made you God and that kind of thing.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: my, sus- my suspicion is that no matter how much we change the rules, uh, there we're always going to have a certain, you know, we're going to have people who won't agree with it. Simple as yep. that. People yeah, I agree. Don't yep. Like rules. Uh, and and uh, But that doesn't mean you don't change them. That doesn't mean you don't make an effort and sort of see, okay, particularly in this circumstance where we're talking about IPMS, we're talking about a, a, a voluntary organization that is supportive of our hobby. And our hobby is creating miniatures, of something and it doesn't even have to be a real thing so what we've been seeing uh, we've been hearing a lot about um, well why don't you include sci-fi and fantasy more or don't you include Gundam more that's the things that the younger generation are really more interested in the generation that we're transitioning from their parents grew up in World War II maybe participated in World War II so the vehicles of World War II or Vietnam or Korea were all fascinating to them this generation doesn't have that history. Exactly. This generation has Star Wars. This generation has Star Trek. Star Trek is even ancient history to them. Yep. So, I mean, honestly, we've got to move with that with that uh cohort and incorporate them and treat them as the first-class modelers that many of them are. Uh, yes. And, and and I think that um that's what that's just the mind shift that has to take place. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of people that just don't want to go with it. This is very similar to what happened with the NMRA, the National Model Railway Association, about 10 years ago. Um, and they went through some difficulties as well. And they got a president in who got it and yeah. he moved ahead. Because again, yeah, you look at some of the younger guys. Now, model railroading Potentially more expensive, but you're getting the new people coming in. There are tend to be in their 30s and 40s. Maybe they have some kids, but they grew up seeing diesel engines. They didn't grow up seeing seeing steam. So you've mm-hmm. got a lot more of the younger generation building diesel engine, more modern railways. And again, you had the the old some of the old old hands, old farts, poo pooing it. Well, you know, you got to move with the time because that generation will not be here in a while. Just like our generation will not be. And, you know, an organization has to move with the times. And, you know, you've heard me say this before. I think this is going to be a it's a good point where the organization and people who are trying to make it better for everyone are realizing they have to do stuff. And uh, again, no one's been fired. Um, These people have just decided to quit on their own, basically, in some cases, take their ball and go home. I know there was at least two other members of the NCC. I don't know if included the armored um, head judge who had decided to retire after this one. It was in the uh, e-board meeting minutes back in the spring. Um, So, again, there will be some new some new people coming in. So and again, there's an e-board coming in. Um, They were all. Only one nominee per position, so we all know who's coming in. And again, there's a good mix. I think there's some existing. And to me, and to me that's almost an indi- indicative of a larger problem. Exactly. Oh no, I certainly agree because it's that people say nothing ever changes, and they're not. Or, you know, but at the same time, I I think. It's it's not just exclusive to IPMS or even IPMS Canada has similar issues when the executive, you know, the elections come up. There is just and they're not the only organization that has that issue. Look at our own club. Right.
1: right. I know. Well, our own club. Well, it's exactly it. We, we went to a period there where no one was volunteering for the new executive. Yeah. No one was willing to take on the presidency and then you did because you know basically we forced you at gunpoint
0: well something was something like that no actually we had another rage quit we had a similar r- 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 rage quit about two months in our president yeah. at the time um right. and he rage quit we were right in the middle of covid and i knew no one else was going to come up so i said well what the heck i've done every other position why not i'll yeah. make it i'll make it i'll make it the full set of cards i have now
1: right and we made you look good for it so that, oh, that was yeah, all exactly
0: that. no no it was good it, it was good fun um, you know, and our current president, Frank, he's doing a great job, but you need the volunteers. And yeah, I agree. That's indicative of a larger issue, but again, maybe this will, you know, this will happen now. And some people have already said in two years, there mm-hmm. you're probably going to see, see multiple nominations or not multiple candidates multiple for certain candidates. positions. Yeah, I, I agree. So yeah. anyway, yeah. So that's what, that's what's currently happening there. And, Hopefully they can move on, and we'll see what happens. So,
1: yeah, we'll certainly learn from it. I mean, if, at our local club, I mean, that's one of the things I have heard in the U.S. and even up here is that there is a big difference between how local clubs manage things and how the the uh, the national uh, does, yeah. and the rules for contest judging, etc., can be different, and and all of that sort of thing. So, certainly, uh, we 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 take it a little bit differently. Um, I don't think we're gonna be able to have a display only table this year just because we've run out of space. Mm-hmm. But if if we can make it work, that would be great. Yep. And I really really would like to do that for future for exactly. future. Exactly. Well, shows. the good thing
0: is apparently in twenty twenty four Nats and Nat, in Madison they are gonna have display tables.
1: I think that's a great idea. That is a fabulous it's that was one bad. of the
0: early things the board said. And they said that before all this blew up. Yeah. Um yeah. so that's a good sign. To be anyway, honest,
1: I've talked to a lot of excellent modelers who have uh, who have won awards over the time over the years, and yep. they would be quite happy. They don't necessarily want to do that anymore. They just yep. want to show their show their work and yep. you know either be inspirational or you know be a be, be a catalyst for uh, commentary.
0: Exactly.
1: And, uh, you don't need to be in the contest to do that. So good for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Not
1: everybody will feel that way, but I certainly do.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> so this is a nice segue to our mailbag. Um, we got a great email from Gino who had. Just finished listening to Anthony's interview with uh, IPMS USA, the uh, executive Rob Booth concerning the future. And he wanted to write in to say thank you. I'm not going to cover the whole thing, but, you know, he's a sci-fi modeler. And he says there's honestly not that much um, in IPMS currently and not very engaged. However, thanks to Anthony's interview with Rob, I decided to vote on the new amendments to the Constitution in the interest of in- in- inclusivity. Um, They would love to, he, would, he hopes there's a lot of people like me who would love for IPMS to promote and support the niche, but they are apathetic to the current itineration of the organization. Now, this is an interesting one. I, I like what he says here. One issue I'd like to hear addressed in that interview is the chicken and egg problem of new contest categories. Rob said they track the level of participation in each of their categories and try to respond with new categories and modifications to existing ones when necessary. My question is this. Why would modelers enter sci fi, Gundam, other niche models into IPMS contests if there's no categories that properly value the entry? And if IPMS hmm. is waiting until so they see significant levels in these neat niches to create sensible co- contest categories, well, you see the problem. Very good point. Yep. Very it's good excellent point. point. Yep. It's,
1: it's an excellent point And it's, the, it's the, the approach that you take by measuring uh, what yep. you've already got it, is that you don't know what you don't already have.
0: Exactly. And-
1: and so the the real question is how do we uh, broaden the tent to bring in the ones that we don't already have, mm-hmm. and have them feel uh, you know included and uh, and then and, and and frankly valued because uh, yep. that's what uh, that's what everybody who comes to these things wants they just mm-hmm. want to they want to be treated like uh, like a modeler.
0: Yeah. And I think I I think at our show coming up, we've done a good job. We've spoken to people who are experts, who are modelers in that field. And we mm-hmm. basically said, okay, what's missing? from the categories we had last time or, you know, and I know Heritage Con kind of went that way too slowly, but surely. Uh, but yeah, we have a lot more sci-fi categories this year because we know we've got a lot of sci-fi modelers in the yep. area and we rely on the feedback. So, you know, and that's also another good thing at a show, you know, get feedback, go with feedback, listen to the feedback. And I think again, going back for a moment to IPMS USA, that's where some people were basically saying, we kept saying the same thing. No one seemed to be, seemed to listen or would go through one ear and out the other. So we'll see what happens. All right. We'll see what happens. Well, thanks, Gino. Thanks, Thanks, Gino, Gino. for that commentary. That's great. That's awesome. We really appreciate that. Okay. Some new announcements. Uh, We got some sprue shots of MiniArt's new Thunderbolt. Too bad Uh, Terry's not here. I know. He'll be very, very excited about this. The 48 scale P47D. Uh, So we've actually got some sprue shots now, and they look very nice.
1: Look at all those different tire treads. That's nice.
0: All the different tires, some nice riveting, Uh, those cowling flaps. Yep.
1: Oh, that's going to be nice. Yeah, Terry will want this. He'll get two, maybe five.
0: Yeah. Well, then (laughs) it depends what other options are coming because he does say, it does say the fillet of the die breaks for later models is not here and a filler part is included. So, and we hope Miniart includes guns on the detail part. The cockpit front frame hints at a laser back. The underside to make this version are present here. You got some bomb loads, external fuel tanks, gorgeous-looking engine. Nice. Very nice. Gorgeous-looking engine. So, yeah, I'm sure Terry will be drooling in that.
1: Oh, yeah. He'll be all over it.
0: Yep. Okay. Three World War II classics from Hobby Boss in September. Uh, You want Tiny. You got the 172nd-scale Panzer... 38 the aus vnf (laughs) this is a czech type and this is a tiny thing yep yeah so basically the czechoslovakians made them then the uh then the germans took them over they uh they built 1400 and then they continued to produce the chassis because they were used for the hetzer and martyr three tank destroyers a lot of other anti-aircraft guns and stuff like that so you know tiny little thing couple of schemes Actually, what you have a lot of fun
1: with it, though. Some of yeah. these schemes are amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, a great
0: scheme. Looks good. So, yeah, good, good, good for your wargaming. Not a not a high, not a high part count, 20 parts. And look, you don't have to worry about individual tracks, Jeff.
1: No, oh, that's happy. I'm happy with that. I'm
0: happy with that. So there you go. All right. Then we have the Royal Air Force Hurricane Mark II. Look, someone else doing a 48 skill hurricane. Shocking. Uh, the Mark II c by Hobby Boss, $58. Uh, so this was the the second one. It looks like you got a night fighter scheme, three different schemes, some nice decals. Screws. Yeah, good. yeah, good. Another
1: hurricane whoopee.
0: <laughs> well, you know, 80, you know, I again, I don't think it's as many parts as the Arma. I don't know about the quality, but it looks like a good buildup. It does, it does. Nice look photo etch parts. You got vinyl tires. Well, there you go. Uh, clear parts.
1: Yeah. But there's another comment that goes back to flipping through those old magazines. The comment about why do manufacturers always come out with the same kit at the same time? Why can't they come up with, out with different kits instead of all Measure or all Spitfires or all Hurricanes? It's a
0: conspiracy.
1: <laughs> this has been going on since the 60s. Oh, I know. There's nothing new about
0: this. Yeah, because this is what sells. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. All right. Then we have a 48 scale. Speaking of why are they building this? Another Panther, a Panther <laughs> A, 148 <laughs> oh scale, $45 from Hobby Link Japan. 48 uh, is a nice size for the Panther. It's a fair size tank. Yep, 30 okay, seconds good. big. Yeah. So that's nice. couple of nice schemes. All the numbering, you can build whatever number you want. Looks like individual link tracks, 230 parts. It looks like
1: all the bottom tracks are yeah rising. they've
0: got some of it yeah Lincoln length almost but some individual yeah, yeah. Just, nice. just to keep it fun new it's all it's an all new tool uh, the girls are photo etch so that's going to be available fairly soon from the normal distributors nice. okay our good friends at Special Hobbies uh, these are all re releases but they are re releasing them and they, I know they'll be popular. Uh, they've got the 172nd scale U-Boat Type 2A, or as they say, the U-Boot. 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 That looks, U-boot that looks kind of a, that's
1: an early one. I kind of yeah, like the, the Type 2A. Like the, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and then we have the Loteb S-328V biplane, float plane bi- bi- biplane. Very nice. And this one I particularly like. This one's the Spitfire Seafire Mark Three. either French or Irish service. Uh, very nice looking aircraft, and last but not least, they just show the mold for this one. Uh, they're finishing the 148 T2 Buckeye clear canopy mold, so they're mm-hmm. showing they're showing how it how it would be made, created, and you can click on it. You can see the picture there in the steel. Yeah, so that's always kind nice of,
1: neat. that's kind of neat. I like that they show those kinds of pictures. Yeah, so.
0: and you can see where where the plastic would flow and the runners and yeah. And all that. So yeah, they're they're actually quite 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 good about that. So always always good to hear here about what's new from that. Okay. Wow. Then under big and beautiful, Hong mm-hmm. Kong models, they are releasing the 148th Dambusters Lancaster, the Mark Three, the B Mark Three. Mm-hmm. So this is the 48th scale. Uh, it's gonna be only 101 US on Hobby Link Japan. Some beautiful box art. You know, with the bouncing bomb, they've got a lot of history. Again, modeling news is good. They always put a lot of uh, history in. Photo etch part, color ma- manual and a poster, the new FN20 rear turret, realistic surface detail, detailed cockpit and engines, brand new dam buster specific parts, including the upkeep bouncing bomb. So, of mm-hmm. course, this one didn't have the upper turret. It's just no. as detailed as the thirty-second and previous Mark One forty-eighth kit, and it's for only one 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 aircraft for for Guy Gibson's G yep. AJG uh, national markings. And these are and these are Cartograph. So and it's only nice. one hundred
1: one U.S. dollars, and then another hundred bucks for shipping,
0: <laughs> and then the photo etch, right? Yeah,
1: of course, of course. And I don't know if it's shipping for hundred bucks, but I do know shipping is pretty exorbitant these days.
0: Yeah, so. Anyway, it survived the mission. It survived. It was recoded to AJV, then YFC, and survived the war until 47, until it was scrapped after damage incurred at a takeoff in 46. So yeah, there we go. Some nice, some nice pictures there too, for behind the scenes. All nice. right. And then border models. Yes. This another, is cool. Another one in this series. So this one's the Akagi and the Kate in one oh, scale. At
1: I'm looking at a different one. I'm oh, looking sorry. at, you, you jumped uh, magic Oh, Factory. I did.
0: My apologies. Let me go to that one first. This is the Magic Factory. Look this at this. The MRZRD4. So this is the new ultralight tactical vehicle. So it doesn't replace a Humvee. There's no armor. It's like a dune buggy, basically. It's but a dune a, buggy with guns a, on it. A dune buggy, and they can do a lot of different things. So special forces use these. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tiny it's, it's it's a tendency towards conventional forces acquiring smaller, tiny, mobile, and acceptable all-terrain units. This is 135th scale, and you get two of them. Wow. Yeah. It's like drone controllers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. This is cool. Yeah, they rely on their speed. They're not armored. So if the no. tank's aiming, aiming at you, get the hell out of town. Uh, yeah. But they it does have anti-roll bars. So if the shell misses and it blows them over to the side, they might survive.
1: Yeah, well, the, the roll bars are there mostly so you can roll them
0: just for fun. I would think. Yeah, is that what it is? Oh, okay. There's yeah, a tiny yeah. cargo bay. There's all sorts of different things you can do. Uh, two litters can be swiftly configured to fit in the cargo space. Two rear-road-facing uh, seats. There's a counter. So they show some pictures, the counter drone system. Uh at Cana- all the guns. Yeah, I know. In the, know the Canadian Army, are- we've actually ordered 36 of them plus 12 trailers. Wow. An option for an additional, the Marine Corps has ordered them. Yeah. So quite a nice looking, uh, yeah, thing. Very Just handy. in
1: the category of something I have not seen yet. Yeah, and I know. I like that.
0: I <laughs> heard of them, but I'd never seen one. And yeah, this is, yeah, this is something like, you know, the SEALs would use or whatever, right? That's pretty uh, cool.
1: Yeah, I could see a lot of diorama potential with this thing. Yeah.
0: So they show two of them. Uh, one that's 18.3 centimeters and one that's 11.7. Oh, with 18.3 includes the trailer. That's why, that's why. Dual suspension, yeah, all sorts of goodies, and like I said, includes the includes the NATO individual weapon set, so you can put all sorts of goodies on there. Uh, No release date yet.
1: Yeah, that's too bad. That's a nice, uh, nice looking kit.
0: Yeah, we'll just have to keep our eyes open for you. Yeah. All right, now on to the other one. Jump on to your the Akagi, the Akagi bridge with flight deck and the Nakajima B two Kate. So this is, uh, so yeah, they talked about the, the Kate was released as a torpedo bomber and the initial test build of the 35th scale Akagi deck. So they are going to combine them and here you go. No release date yet, but it shows what it's going to look like. And again, from reading that Midway book, you know, it was amazing. uh, You know, you, you, you you don't realize how small the Japanese carrier islands were compared to the U S carriers. Yeah. Tiny. Yeah. A lot so of outdoor stuff. A lot of yeah. the
1: expectations to
0: be out in the wind and the waves in the fresh air. Yeah, the sea air on on cruise. So Kagi yeah. was originally laid down as a battle cruiser, and then she was uh, converted to a carrier. And
1: it's then she originally had
0: because, she originally yeah. had three flight decks.
1: Yeah, the interesting thing on this one, the, the, the photograph, like the the, the the these sites are great because they have a lot of you know history. Historical photographs attached to them, and the pictures show all kinds of, um, you know, batting all around the the outside of the the, uh-huh. the decks or outside of the observation areas, uh, which are not in the kit.
0: No, but again, yeah. How how so soon been, do you
1: think? Yeah, someone's going to come up with that too, or you just roll your own putty and roll your
0: it. own 3D print, whatever. Roll your own. That's going to be a big box, as they as they say here.
1: Yeah, that's a digging
0: got lighting too wow got lighting well yeah and how long how long until how long before some crazy guy builds the rest of the carrier in 130 well
1: this is what we've been talking about i mean you could keep you you, they're 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 designing these kits so you can buy a you can buy a turret you buy another turret buy a third turret fourth turret then buy that
0: 3d printer i'm sure it's already been thought about Mm yeah um so it does include national flags and signal flags, but sadly, they don't include what the, each signal flag means. So be careful when be be careful when when throwing up your signal flags. Yeah, you could be no insulting to someone's. You could be insulting someone's mother. I'm just saying. Let's avoid that. are yeah, you
1: probably are. Yeah. yeah,
0: there's also at least five figures in the crew, 3D sculpted
1: figures look great.
0: Figures look absolutely awesome. No, yeah. uh, and then the color chart, very nice. Very, very nice. So, again, no idea of a release date yet, but obviously coming soon. And they call it futons yeah. around the tower. Futons. There we go. That's what they say they are. Yeah, futons around the tower. Interesting. All right. And then HPH News. I picked this one up from the uh, the Brit Modeler Rumormonger Forum. Uh, mm-hmm. So, one of the guys who post received an email from a close friend at one of the owners of HPH Infinity. They're going to be releasing a Kate in 132nd scale. Looks like a Marauder as well. A Venture in 132nd and a 148th B47.
1: That's going to be big.
0: That's going to be very big. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be
1: like like huge. Yeah, I, uh, we have a picture of it on the workbench sort of taped together. And that takes off. <laughs> Better part of the workbench.
0: Now, 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 isn't isn't your conversion kit with the with the fifth engine? That was a B forty seven, right?
1: Yeah, but it was one seventy seconds. Ago. I know.
0: I'm just. I'm. That's all I'm saying. I'm just. You yeah. know, It's not like I think you should build another one. Not it's a chance in hell. Yeah. <laughs> like, you I know love someone's that thinking plane. about it.
1: I love that plane, but oh, yeah. um, a little bit was, too big. That was a three year project. So I yeah, but
0: out. you did a fine job with that. I'm sure someone will. Uh, oh yeah. So, so yeah, HPH, they always do some big stuff for the uh for the big boys. But these all look very nice. Yeah. The venture is nice. And again, it's nice to see stuff that you wouldn't normally see in yeah. the scale. Yeah. You know? yeah. And again, that's you know, I'm very convinced. I really need to corner a a guy or an industry person and off the record find out, you know, obviously the cost to produce to make profit, they don't need to print as many units now. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm convinced is what's happening. Um, So we'll see. All right. Also an exciting news. um, We talked about this last year and it's been delayed. Uh, uh, Nope, that's not it. That's the Thunderbolt. What did I do with it? Looking for the F-15. There it is. The F-15. Yeah. Brit modeler. So um, fine molds. Looks like we're finally going to see it the F-15J. In September of this year, the F-15DJ in December and the F-15C in January 2024. We haven't had a good kit of the F-15 in quite a while in this scale. Um, mm-hmm. And I know they were talking about it, but again, it got delayed. So the J is the one in Japanese service, obviously, and this looks very nice. I have an F-15E in the stash in this scale, but I don't have a more modern-based, either an early one or a, or a later one.
1: Yeah, I need to get. I need to find a good a, a good F fifteen. <clears throat>
0: this
1: but uh, this, this looks one, good.
0: Yeah, this one might 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 be. Oh, they say the production run started, mm. so that's good. You're seeing some sprue parts. Uh, yeah, and then There's... they've got an announcement further down in Japan. I'm Japanese. I'm just looking at that for a second. Yeah, they've got it there. Unfortunately, it's a graphic, so it won't auto-translate, but...
1: It does yeah. indicate
0: uh, United States Air Force variations
1: will follow. Yeah, so, so the C,
0: that's the one I'd probably want. Either the C or the J. I don't need the two-seater. Yeah. Oh. That would be nice. So, yeah, so that mm-hmm. that's good to see because, again, we haven't seen a... Like I said, we haven't seen a F-15 in a while in that scale. Okay, and then last but not least from the general news... A good friend at ResKit. Just again, I just wanted to show this to show what you can do now. So this is the Mirage 2005. in. this is the Kitty Hawk kit for thirty-second scale. So you can now replace that. And with this one from ResKit. So this is a mixed media, $39. And this is what it comes with. You get, you know, some gorgeous parts, canopy frames, a little bit of a photo etch. For the heads-up display, and you basically can pop it in.
1: Wow, this is insanity. Yep. This is gorgeous.
0: Yep. Yeah, and I do like
1: the I I do like the Mirage two thousand. It's just a quintessential paper airplane. Yeah, and the two
0: thousand five is is the all all electronic one. So it's an electronic workspace now. There's you know it's all screens now. Mm. So definitely an upgrade, and they show the comparison between the two thousand C and the 2005, so yeah. yeah. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yep, I just thought I'd show that and you see it painted up and you know, especially when you're dealing with this scale it's, you're going to see it, it's you need something for the three-foot rule in 30-second yep. scale because that's going to be a beast in 30 seconds so I thought I'd show this. That's friend. beautiful. Yeah, from, yep. our, from our friends at ResKit. Okay, what's new at ScaleMates? <laughs> this is what always we, a bad it's, it's always, is always a bad, bad. one. I yeah. know. Let's start. So we're recording this on September the fourth. So September yep. the fourth, we start off with an Ember. Uh, looks like a re- Is It looks like a resin set.
1: A lost models, one forty-four scale Embraer EMB one ten C.
0: Yeah, twin engine. Power. Twin engine nice. transport, and then we have a. Twin engine trainer. I don't know if this is North Korea. NJ twenty two Oreo trainer. No, it's various countries look like use it.
1: Yeah, I don't know that plane, but that just shows my ignorance. There we go. Right.
0: And then we have a Nuber woofer in both one sixteenth and one thirty second. A forty two from Vargas Scale Models. This is the this is the six end. This is the six rocket one, but not in the circle. When people think of this name, they think of the one that was like in like a, it looked like a gun barrel, a magazine. This is the six barreled, three rows and three, both two scales. And then we move on. Uh, How about this? A Cape Green Lighthouse on (laughs) the September 3rd, 1-350th. So again, good for the ship guys.
1: Yeah, that's fun. Why not? And then we've got... Uh, Bandai Spirits, another... Uh, this is great. We're, we're the two of us without any Gundam guys That's on this. That's all the right. Suit. We got the Hizak, okay.
0: and then you've got... Ooh, some Captain... Iron Man. Iron Man. From, so the Iron Man, the Mark... What is that? The Mark... Of 45? XL, fifty. 46. 46. The 46 suit from Captain American Civil War, and then you've also got the Mark 5. And this is in oh. one-ninth scale. Yeah, those would be nice. Uh, more from Grigoff, the German sub type 201 and the CSS Virginia. Yeah. Uh, the subs 1350, the one seven hundred. Tamiya's got their Japanese defense ship. Oh yes, J- Tamiya. We I didn't see any pictures, but they are going to be releasing a one forty eighth FM one Wildcat Mark Martlet in Mark five. I haven't heard anything else about it yet. Uh-huh. They do say here it's new tool, so that's news to me. Certainly, so oh, right. that'll be very popular because you know the 48 scale guys go, go a bit nuts over that. Exactly. Uh, Border's now producing a Spitfire Mark 5b and 135th. We talked about that briefly before. Border has the Hummel. Uh, what else we got here? Different building ruins in certain scale. Oh, here here we go. August a 29th, road. a road roller, in a road roller, A weird that's scale. Awesome. One forty third scale. That's huh. weird. That is different. I mean, why would... You know, no, whatever. <laughs>
1: That's interesting.
0: And we, and we got some stuff from Wave, like Machining Krieger, Comp.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Bomb trolleys. Oh, yeah, HMS Vanguard. This was announced this week from Yu Models, 1 The ship guys are quite happy with this one, apparently, because, again, there hasn't been a decent one. Yep. Uh, the Monitor. So you can have the Monitor versus the Meramech. Yep. August 28th. Uh, the G3 battle cruiser. This was a project. I think this ended up as a paper one uh, just before the Washington Naval Treaty. It was called Project November 21. I think they incorporated some of it into hmm. other cruiser designs. You can- Tesla
1: Cybertruck. Yeah.
0: Tesla. August 25th. Look at all these from AVD. Yeah. You two can have uh, the ugly Cybertruck.
1: I like the Wasp, the 1911 Marmon Wasp in 125th scale. Yeah, Indiana. that is
0: that is nice, actually. Isn't that, that is weird very looking? Nice. Yeah, I love it, though.
1: I love it kind it. of I reminds that. me of those guys who take an ME109 or a Spitfire. Yeah, a
0: stick, a, stick wheels on it. You know what? I think Bill Webinar Club would like that.
1: Oh, he'd love it. Hey, he'd be all over it.
0: Yeah. And then we're kind of back to what we were on before, Flack FLAC Light. So, yeah, we're pretty well back now.
1: We're back there. We're back there. Yeah.
0: So all yeah. sorts of uh, all sorts of goodies. We're trying to be good because the show's coming up. You know, this may be one of the years. I, I I doubt it, but you never know. I'll say it here. I might only buy the odd tool. I don't know. I really don't have any. I've bought more than enough kits this year. So well, unless there's something that's just like, yeah, good deal, I'm grabbing it. Or yours. or gee gee Jeff would like this. I better grab it first.
1: Yep. Just to piss them off, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's
0: the way well, work. we do that. We sure. do that. We do that to each other. I noticed because <laughs> see, the one thing as well is when I went over to Jeff's place, he said he had put some of the larger items upstairs, Um, but I did notice that one three fifty scale typhoon was still sitting down there. Yeah, just just to entice me. Yeah, he in 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 that one only fair i went by it once and i thought ah if it's a good deal i'll come back and when i came back it was gone and then i went back to the podcast table and guess who had it
1: guess who had it yeah well i did the same thing with the pilgrim explorer space i know
0: i know but but you actually have that now because i sold that. i know i bought it off of you (laughs) i know i'm just you know just saying anyway that's what's new so let's talk about another awesome guy uh cult tv man Steve's been busy doing shows and all sorts of new stuff, so let's hear from him now. Now let's see what's going on at Cult TV Man and CultTVmanshop.com. Lots of exciting news with September coming around. Uh, First big announcement, some round two box art. That they've uh, shared out with everyone, including, and I didn't know they were coming out with this as a pre order, the NASA Artemis 1 ro- rocket in 1 200 scale. This is from round two in AMT. You can pre order that now. Gorgeous looking box art. And they are going to reissue the Klingon Battle Cruiser, the original box design from 1968 with the ring planet in the background. Later reissues would remove the planet from the artwork. This is the 16650 scale, like the classic Enterprise. You can pre-order those now. Also an absolute ton of other pre-order stuffs, of course. Lots of stuff also available now, including the TIE Fighter 132nd scale. This is all new from AMT. This is the Studio scale. Big kit. Of course, the Cronus 1 in 1350th scale from Star Trek Six from Polar Lights. The lighting kit is in 1350th scale. And I know the Photo Etch kit. Uh, will be on its way very, very soon. Uh, that's going to be absolutely awesome. And then also a lot of other stuff expected soon. The Ed Roth Rat Frank Dragster and the Drag Nut Dragster from Atlantis. The Tom Daniels Sidewinder Custom Show Rod 125th Scale from Atlantis. Bella Lagosa as Dracula on 18th Scale from X Plus. Uh, the Hex Marks the Spot Glow Kit from Round 2 Lindbergh. And then also we have a Aurora Sabertooth Tiger and the Cave Bear from Atlantis. They'll be coming out soon as well. Uh, Also some new stuff. The Jurassic Park Spinosaurus on pre-order, 1350th, to go along with your uh, Malcolm and T-Rex dinosaur. The K-Bop lighting 1350 from Tenna Control. The detail set for the chariot 135th scale from Lost in Space. All sorts of goodies, as always, from our friends at culttvman.com and culttvmanshop.com. And don't forget to tell them the Scale Model Podcast sent you. Okay, what's on the bench? Just two of us. So, uh, me, work continues on the 2023 musa Rue build, that 172nd-year-old truck. Interesting thing. It's, I've never seen, again, I don't build 72nd Armour, and I haven't in 30 or 40 years. But in this case, you actually have to measure out in millimeters where certain parts go on the chassis. It's very fitting. Well, it's forcing you to get back to modeling roots. Oh, God, yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm getting there. The black plat there's a sprue of black and there's two sprues of gray. The black plastic is different than the gray pr- plastic. It's a bit softer. It's a mm-hmm. bit weird. That's basically how I can, when I sand it, the bits that come off, It's it's almost like it's about to melt. Like, it's just very granular. When I sand. Yeah, it's working. Does it react for me to glue? Nope. No, it's it seems to be gluing fine. Um, I threw some primer on some bits today and it was fine. Uh, So, yeah, that's yeah. And I got more of an idea of what I want to do for it. So, you know, I and I basically as building continues, I I think I'll get a better idea. But I got a few ideas, but I think I know where I'm where where I'm going to go with this. I also uh, primed the uh, tires today. Well, that's good. That's yep. good. So that worked that's, well. It's not an
1: interesting, like there's a Facebook group for the Musaroo Cup. Yes, there is. Yeah. And it, it's um, it, it's fascinating to me all these Johnny-come-lately podcasters who are coming <laughs> to the last minute. <laughs> what the hell?
0: Anyway. They're going to do fine. They're going to, you know, <laughs> we really welcome it. But yeah, it's going to be fun to see. And there's a lot of people who have bought the kit just to do buddy builds. Yeah, so, which is
1: great. I think it'll be good. It's It's a, it's gonna gonna it, it's a, it's a great, that's a great, uh, great point. Because from a manufacturer standpoint, that's why you want to support these types of things.
0: Yep. You know, yeah, yeah, because they are from the Ukraine. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay, what about you, sir? You've been a busy guy again.
1: Well, as I, I this is this happened, I guess between the last podcast and now, that I got contacted by somebody through our club who was retiring from modeling, you know, eighty-seven years old and didn't feel he could do it anymore. And he's the I think we did talk about this the last show. He's the yeah, fellow. A he's the fellow who. Uh, Actually uh, sold his kits to Bruffdale Hobbies, our local um, uh, uh-huh. Brooks and Morpheus hobby store, uh, and it became the infamous or uh, legendary Bruffdale stash. Which we yes, and we and you ago.
0: and I and you and I both have sev- several examples of that. know, well, I, I,
1: I, I, I took some pictures of some of the ones that I built that I thought I might have bought that he might have owned, and sure enough, they were the, the yeah. Graf Zeppelin, the big Graf yeah, Zeppelin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, was, that was his kit. Oh, the, awesome. The sea dart, the little sea dart that I tried to, that was his kit. So it was kind of weird, too. It was fun, and it was interesting to meet this person face-to-face. He's a great guy, really nice guy. But he had uh, a lifetime supply of model magazines, research materials, and paints that he he was no longer going to use, and he wanted to get rid of them. So I said, okay, well, I'll take them, and I'll go through them find whatever I'm interested in. And then the rest of them will either distribute to other members of the club or through the club, or we'll give them for free. We'll at, something, at the, yeah. Yeah. We'll do something. But, uh, so I spent the last, oh gosh, a couple of weeks inventorying these things and, and just trying to figure out what I've got duplicates of and what, what I, what there is. And you were here at the house. You saw how
0: oh, folks, this, this, when they first went, they filled up Jeff's wife's Santa Fe. Yeah. And it was, you
1: were bottoming out. It, it yeah. was the, it was crazy quite a quite a drive home but uh but yeah so there's an awful lot of paints a lot of old humbrel paints which are still perfectly good <laughs> and uh gun paints
0: really nice and twinkies sure. and roaches yeah. that's what will survive
1: they will survive they will survive but to me uh model master you know, yep Paints coming out the yin yang which I finally managed to go through determine which were throw out the ones that were not good but most of them were very good. He, he was excellent at maintaining things. And, uh, at the end of the day, I'm g- going to wind up figuring out where, where to, where to donate them, where to, where to pass them on to. I think, uh, we have, uh, members in our club who live and die by humble. I've already contacted, uh, uh, Mike Hill and he's interested in some of them. So we'll keep working around, uh, and seeing what we can do. But it's been, it's been a real event, adv- a lot of fun too. Yeah. Um, but what I, I realized when I started looking at the magazines is, There's so much here in combination with what I already have that unless I find a way to um, inventory it or to to sort of track it somehow, I won't be able to use any of it because I won't know where to look. And this has been bugging me for years. And I finally sat down and I sort of created a a journeyman's database out Mm -hmm. of uh, Out of a cheap database program and I've just started plugging stuff in and I just got up to item number 1000.
0: Good for you. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and we tried to look and see if we could save you some typing, um, but it's rather difficult, but I think this is a good, good project. And I think it's something, you know, because you're doing it in like a spreadsheet format, we can export it fairly easily. And we did get, we, we, we did get some people already saying, Oh, I'd be interested in that. So maybe it's something eventually, once you get to a certain point, uh, I can look at hosting somewhere. And we can, you know, yeah, because I think it's something that, you know, that's one of the things with magazines and that um, I always remember years ago and you go into the odd bookstore and you'll see, you know, a a thick bound book of National Geographic Index, 1900 to 1980, you know, stuff like that. And this is sort of the thing that screams on the web that I wish the magazine makers would do that at least have an electronic searchable database now fine scale modeler does it by year you can search theirs by year and then just do a search like you you get a pdf basically um for each year of the magazine and they put all their topics and you can do a search that way um you know you might be able to convert that but you know i wish more of the magazine companies would do that because i'm surprised no one's done it yet but i find
1: like Fine skills, great. What they did, I think, for the first fifteen years, they have a consolidated index.
0: Yeah,
1: and then every year after that, it's it's year by year by year, yep. which I don't find very useful because no. uh, you honestly, want one place I, to search. I wanna I wanna look in one place, and I wanna look, I wanna type in T fifty one B Mustang, you know, uh, Northern European Theater, and see what comes up. Yeah,
0: and you know, it's it's do that. No, it's funny because our friends at Scalemates, they have a magazine section, but again, they just say they just have pictures of the covers. You know, but it's Which almost is neat. Like,
1: I, yeah. I went there on your recommendation and yeah, I just found, a look because in this pile of magazines, there are magazines I had never heard of. Nope, like the me short runs, relatively short runs. Yep. They show up on Scalemates, but they don't have
0: pictures of the cover.
1: Ah, I have the covers now.
0: Now you can so upload the cover. I can upload them yeah So popular and I? I And I think this is what, you know, if we can end up doing some sort of thing where then it's just a matter of the community, every month new issues come out. If we just like people do with Scalemates, you know, people add the topics for that month. And then you can have a unique resource for modelers everywhere. So, yeah, it was when you started working on it. I it really got my mind going the first few days, and it kept me up at night. Damn you, because I was (laughs) trying to think better ways for you, so you weren't going to have to manually type things. But no, you're you're well on the way. So I I I think it's going to be neat. But if anyone does out there, if anyone does have, particularly if it's in text or CSV format or something, you know, if that you've done it for your magazines or index, send us an email. If you're willing to share, because it would save it would save Jeff a lot of typing. would not just save me. I
1: mean, as you said, we've already had a, a couple of uh, comments saying, "Hey, I have uh, those similar magazines, and it would be useful for me too."
0: Yeah, so, maybe it's a group thing we can do. Yeah,
1: I think so because I've got the like every issue of Scale Aircraft Modeling, um, every issue of Fine Scale Modeler, except mm-hmm. the very first one, um, and they're all there. There's stuff in there that's gold.
0: That's yeah, exactly. Just gold.
1: Yeah, I know for a fact, way way back in Fine Scale, they have a fantastic, fantastic, detailed uh, article on the
0: harbor, the Mm air harbor. Can't tell you which year it was, but but I know it's in there somewhere. (laughs) Well, I remember a long time ago, some of the very early issues of the Airfix magazine were on archive.org, and I grabbed a bunch of PDFs. But again, until I get time to index them and tell them to make them, you know, you know, character recognition. Yeah, they're essentially useless unless you go through them. But I think this would be a fabulous resource. And as I said, I'm surprised no one's done it yet.
1: But this is one thing that where IPMS Canada has done a good thing when they when they released that uh, digitized yes. uh, RT inventory. And yep. it wasn't just, it was every RT back from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it was all uh, somebody, and I don't know who it was, and we should give credit where credit was due if we find out. But somebody actually went through all of those and did a full index cross-referenceable yeah. index for all of those issues. And it's great. It's
0: maybe, great. you know what, maybe we should send them an email and find out how they did it. Cause again, you might get some tips. This is a, this is the ultimate goo project. I've, I kind of put it on my to-do list, but it wasn't going to be till after the show, but I think this is it's something tricky, that, that could work. Yeah. The
1: tricky, the hardest part for me, and it's like with any databases, you don't realize until halfway through putting the data in that you've missed categories of data that you probably yeah. should, collecting
0: yeah no it's yeah exactly and that's that's perfectly normal
1: yeah i know but it's frustrating too yeah i know i get it
0: i get it but But yeah i think yeah because like i've got i'm just looking through here i've got old pdfs from like 1966 airfix magazine you know that was the very first one when it was 50p or 50 no someone resold it 50 cents but someone uploaded it to archive.org but it's all images right so i'd have to uh throw it through the ocr Um, But yeah, there's some, I've got some ideas. I've been making some notes, Jeff. So we'll, after the, after the show's over and we have a breather, I think it's something we could look at. Definitely. It was interesting. Um,
1: Yeah. One of our club members uh, did send me a a separate note um, indicating that he actually does do a database of all his decals, all of his kits and all of his aftermarket material for each kit and reference material for the kits. So you know, good for good for Ed, but uh, well, no.
0: and and this is where Scalemates was supposed to help with that. I, you know, then there might be a possibility. You know, we might, you know, we might want to reach out to Scalemates because it's something they could do too. You know, it's just how it's done. There might
1: be copyright issues though. That's the only thing. Well, well that's what? the
0: only thing we have to check. Um, but you know, I'm hoping the mag because it's not like we're we're just saying what's in each issue. So yeah. I'm hoping the magazines wouldn't have a cow about it, and if they're smart, they won't. Because no, it might no. encourage people, but uh, you know, uh, again, we'll see what happens. But it's something to think about. But yeah, if you have any ideas, reach out to us with an email or any information. Because I don't want Jeff Jeff's fingers to start blistering from all the typing he's having to do. I don't. Know, I Before, don't even remember. Yeah. Are you are, are you a touch typer or a hunting back? I'm a touch typer. I can. Touch-tiper. Okay, that's good. Good for you. Well, that's that's at least a blessing for you. So, yeah, now it doesn't mean I'm accurate all the time. <laughs> well, neither am I, but you know, that's why I, that's why I have my nice, noisy keyboard.
1: Yeah, and noise, yeah, nice, noisy, and very, very physically satisfying.
0: Exactly, keyboard. exactly. Okay, so and then you also did a splash of paint on a your experimental World War II fighter.
1: Yeah, I, you know what? I, I, a while back, you remember, call or Listeners may recall that I picked up a bunch of kits that were built from right. Fortune Seven Wing and they were they were not painted or, or, or constructed as well as they might have been. Um, no dis no disrespect to the modeler, but uh they uh I stripped all the paint off. A lot of them were resin kits, rare little uh-huh. resin kits. And some of them were of uh, this person had a similar bent to me. They loved experimental designs and <laughs> you know, 46 and that kind of stuff. Yep. This is British uh, uh, rcaf 46. Um, and some of these planes are just the weirdest things, the weirdest things. And I I posted pictures on my on the the club Facebook group and got feedback for all of them, including this one, which is a, is a per, single prop in the front, two booms and then the. The pilot compartment is in the middle of the two booms at the back, right in the prop wash. So you're not going to see a damn thing out of the windows of this thing. Um, Never built. And I cannot, I cannot remember one of the club members did find it and told me which manufacturer designed this. It was never built. It was just a paper project, Uh, but it's just so freaking odd that I had to build it.
0: Well, make sure you send, make sure you send uh, a picture to me and we'll, uh,
1: well this yeah. is the one that I did primer uh, my own. but primer.
0: just just send another picture and we'll we'll have people respond what
1: it is for us. This is, this is what I will do. But this is the one that I did a, I took a shot of mixing my own pink primer. I used Tamiya white uh That's primer, like right. mm-hmm. a couple of drops of Tamiya red in it, and, flat red and sprayed it and then sprayed the uh, trainer yellow underneath and it it really does work. Using yeah. pink cuz Base coat for yellow, really, really, really. It gets you the that that warmer yellow trainer color you want. You don't mm-hmm. get that, that cold um, uh, golden or, or yellow, anyway, birdy colored blue yeah. or, or red yellow. It's just it's it was great. And then Vallejo um, dark earth and dark brown on the top mm-hmm. and the usual thing. And I, you know, I really like. It
0: looks good. It. I saw it when I was down there, and it looks really good. Some yeah, people hate it. Along. I I kind of like it. Yeah. The anyway, so that's all I've been doing. That's all I've been doing modeling, other than testing
1: different paints to see how long it takes Humbrol enamels to dry. Well,
0: which is you know, which could vary. Your mileage may vary with Humbrol. Yeah, exactly. But that'll be good. Alrighty. So let's talk a little bit from our good friend who also will be vending at the London Scale Model Show or London Southwestern Ontario Scale Model Expo, Sean's Custom Model Tools. Here we go. Now we're going to talk a bit about Sean's Custom Model Tools, one of our other sponsors of the Scale Model Podcast. Some very cool things, both 3D printed and the Goodman Super Sanding Blocks. Let's start with the Microset and Microsole Decal Set Bottle Stand. This is uh, Purposely designed for the Microscale set and sole. Uh, most modelers over the years, they've tipped these bottles over. So uh, this is a very handy thing. At $14.95 you can uh, put them both together. They're printed in blue and red for easy identification. Comes with a black base and they actually have little magnets on it. So helps keep them in place. Definitely a good deal. I use mine all the time and I can well recommend them. Let's talk a bit about those Goodman model super sanding blocks, namely the value pack combo for $28.99. You get the 80 grit, 180 grit, 220, 320, 400, and 600. Uh, Just an amazing set, Uh, just what you need. And you can also, uh, if you want, you can also get a, a sanding super sanding block stand for it, which also uh, really makes life a little bit easier helps helps things keep it organized the other thing too is they have they have the awesome model tape dispenser for uh, your various tapes it's basically a 3d printed thing you put spools of your tapes got a little razor blade to help uh, cut it and it's a really really good design uh, so yeah works out really well and yours for 1995. so check out these and other amazing deals at Sean'sCustomModelTools.com and uh, also on Facebook and tell them that the scale model podcast sent you okay we're back I actually uh, put the ad in before I uh, talked about what we're reading so we'll talk about what we're reading um I am still working on uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's Starry Messenger. Fantastic book. I can see why people are raving about it. I'm just past a chapter. I think it's chapter four or five where he talks about, you know, if you look at what the right and the left different things over the years you know, it really doesn't matter in the end. And he talks about like how we had the famous pale blue dot picture, or the picture from when uh, Neil Armstrong landed on the moon and uh, Mike Collins in the in the uh, in in the paw in the um, command module, you know, shot the picture of the Earth rising over the moon and. Yeah, it's some interesting things. I'm really recommending people read this. because They talk about, you know, if you have preconceived notions, particularly politically and stuff like that, you can go back 50 years in some cases, only 50 years, and it's been completely flipped. Um, So, yeah, it really makes you think. And I remember reading that chapter, and I had to go back and read it again, and that's very rare. Um, So I'm really enjoying this book, really recommending it.
1: I'm going to have right. to read that, one. that that sounds really up my street.
0: Yep. All right, <laughs> and and you, I bet I know what you've been reading.
1: What? You think it might be old magazines? It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be right. You'd be right. I've been basically just pawing my way through ancient mag- modelling magazines and realizing that everything old is new again.
0: Yeah. just remember, don't get depressed and look at the prices on the X. No, no, no. Well, That's you know
1: what? I don't even I don't even bother with prices because I can't um, like i could say okay it cost 65 cents in 1965 well that's probably like 5 bucks now or or yeah. 50 bucks now or yeah. whatever i mean i'm not going to try and guess that so Oh, well, well, there's
0: so many people that do out there so many no nope, no nope, no nope. if you listen carefully you can hear you can hear the eye roll
1: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly all right <laughs> it is what it is no exactly all kinds of fun, but um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting. A lot of these magazines, the other thing that's been fascinating for me, uh, it, it's very hard to find, um, like a lot of these magazines change their names at some point in time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So Air Enthusiast
0: mm-hmm. was a
1: great sort of, it usually had three articles, it had some profiles, it had a little bit about models, but mostly it was the history of specific aircraft. And it was very detailed. They usually had cutaways, which were kind of helpful. Um it it was great for a few years and then it changed to Air Enthusiast International and then halfway through that same year it changed to Air International and then they created an Air Enthusiast Quarterly which was much more of a sort of a thicker quarter inch thick thing. Yep. Um, it took me a while to find that you can't find a, like, you can't find the history of these. Just mm-hmm. the with Humble paints for example, they changed the formulas over time and yep. so you try to figure out where's the breakpoint, which where do you fit in this? It's a, it's not easy to find on the internet. Oh,
0: oh and when Humbro changed their formulas years ago, you Whoa. think, uh, you, you think, you know, Americans, some Americans can be cranky about, you know, if they're, if a recipe changes or something, man, they got nothing on, on, on old boy, British modelers. Oh, it was the uh, the, crankiness they did, factor. Two things.
1: They, they did two things because they shipped production to China. Yep. And they changed the formula. Yep. And all, oh, all hell broke loose. Talk
0: <laughs> about yeah, you know they almost had to. They almost had, had to deploy the army. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, and that was after after Humboldt had been taken over by a venture capital group, yeah. which
0: is kind of a bit of a giveaway, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, just a bit. The good thing now is that Hornby's doing a great job yep. on all their lines, the airfix lines. Oh, I should mention actually, you'll like this because we're in stuff we've seen. Um, they the, the the diecast brand Corgi is still around, right? Okay, so Hornby owns them. You remember Corgi cars, for yeah. diecast cars, uh, they are re-releasing stuff from Captain Scarlet. So you're going to oh. have the Angel Interceptor, and you're going to have one of the tank vehicles, and all that good Jerry Anderson goodness. I just read that today somewhere. Oh,
1: so that's kind of fun. It's,
0: it's diecast, but hey, it's Captain Scarlet. So, all there right. So the other thing we were. Uh, We're talking about now under things we've seen our good friend Chris Meddings at inside the armor publications we haven't talked to him in a while, but he has some amazing stuff he now is there did they do books they do PE they do tape they do decals they do kits, but one of the exciting announcements is that a lot of their more popular titles um, are now available as an ebook. Okay, and there's some fabulous stuff. One of the ones in particular is called Perfect Pits. This is the second edition, expanded second edition. It's twelve pounds sterling, and this, if you want to get tips in that on how to improve your cockpits, uh, cockpits for whatever, this is just the book to go with. And again, it's uh, it's a fantastic book. it is, uh, you know, uh, let me see here. They've got a bunch of different stuff uh, now, ninety-two pages, and you've got uh, Jerome Ben, Will Patterson, Tom Aintz, Strong Clabon, Chris Mettings takes you through their own approaches to getting the most, the most from your cockpit, including painting, scratch building, aftermarket, and three D and scales from one seventy second to one thirty second. This is an absolutely fabulous. Book. I have a copy of it now and it's just amazing because it's neat to the one thing amazing, but it's also cool. It's not just one modeler doing it. You get to see everyone's different approaches to doing it. um, And that's just one of their amazing books from inside the armor. Uh, You know, we have talked about, you know, their books that support you, 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 Ukraine models for Ukraine. They had the uh, volume one and volume two. We talked about that, which was just an amazing amazing book but all sorts of things so definitely look at their ebook offerings because if you find if you're being turned off let's say because you know they're getting kind of they're getting kind of screwed if you're in the eu because they're in england thanks to brexit um but they are offering alternatives for that but if you just want the electronic copy just say Mm. yeah and
1: actually i I like the electronic copy. I bought a few uh, books from different manufacturers or different book uh, publishers uh, globally. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, the e-book format is, I'm so addicted to sort of expanding pictures now with my fingers. Yeah. That I, well, as I said before, I, I, I wind up doing them with paper books. And of course, it doesn't expand as well. So.
0: Well, they have, they have quite a bit. They've got one here called, they actually have one here that you might like called String Bag. All about Ooh. building World War One. The art, a modeling guide to the art of World War One aircraft. Oh, this that looks nice. Pound. Yeah, and that's wow. that is a uh, that's available. Uh, yeah, this is the PDF version of the original one, and you look at some of the detail there. I'm just you know because someone's got a Felix Stowe and a few other things in their stash. Oh
1: yeah, you know, someone does.
0: They, yeah, someone does. Not that I'm trying to wind wind them up, but
1: no, no, not you. No, yeah. uh, you know what? I have actually felt a twinge of desire to build that beast. Um, but I managed to I managed to beat it down. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. We got to work on that. We got to work on you and the other club member, and you guys can do a group build. Um, oh, okay. um, yeah. Well, yep. that'll
1: be fun. That'll yep. be fun. So,
0: so, so again, Chris is a really good guy. He's done an absolute ton of stuff for, for um supporting uh, in in the Ukraine a lot of the stuff a portion goes goes back into uh, supporting various ukrainian charities so he's a really good guy we hadn't uh, we haven't mentioned him in a, in a while but he's he's out there he's still going strong and uh he, he's a good guy you'll also occasionally see him on on uh on, on the odd podcast or three
1: oh. That's a, that's a, that's a terrible thing to be a podcaster. Terrible. To be a
0: podcaster. I know. Yeah. So no, he's, he's on there Don't as well, let your
1: daughters so. marry a podcaster.
0: There you go. Oh, there you go. You know, what were our <laughs> wives thinking? Right, um, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So some pretty cool stuff. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. Um, and, and uh, yeah, they're available at inside the armor.com. And of course we'll have the, the links in the show notes for you. So all righty. So, what else? Anything else? Not really much else like that. It's kind of that just before September, that little lull period. So, we're just going to do you have anything else? I know. I have nothing. I'm just reading magazines, remember? There you go. That's right. He's just reading magazines. Okay. So, we're also sponsored by our good friends at Return to Kit Form, Brett and Chrissy. Awesome website. Check them out at return, the number two, kitform.com, especially if you're building macro stuff. They got amazing canopies. Uh, They still have a few Macross kits left and you will get a canopy, uh, a canopy mask with any kit you purchase or you can order them separately. I have used them. Anthony has used them. They are absolutely fantastic. We do recommend them most highly. Okay, so definitely check them out. All right. Well, I think
1: I think Anthony used them on his multiple award winning. Yes, he uh, did. I believe
0: these, he did. I
1: believe. Yeah, he did. and and so clearly, if you use these things, you will win multiple awards.
0: Okay, so uh, we're going to leave now. We have we have we have no Terry. I think I've got to sign off, unless you have one.
1: I don't have a sign off. No, no. I always leave that to Terry. I would not want to step on Terry. All
0: right. Well, I'm I'm I am I I am totally going to anyway after you sign off. So for episode 125 of the, I'm Jeff Hyland. He's Jeff Hyland. Yeah. and I'm Stuart Clark reminding you to keep track of your magazines
1: oh isn't that sweet isn't that nice and try to keep track of mine too if you happen to have a list exactly
0: thank you and be
1: well